Hi, I'm Cody Alexander with Match Quarters. Welcome to another Art of X show. Today we're going to be talking about five different ways that teams play 3 by one formations from a cover three. I think it's important to talk about middle-of-the-field close coverage, especially with the NFL season upon us. So I'm going to break it down for you as simple as I possibly can. That's the whole point of Match Quarters, right? Making the complex simple. So I'm going to cover everything from three skate all the way to three sight and everything in between. So join me today as we take a look at middle of the field closed coverages especially the ones used within the nfl systems and the reason why three by one everything's easy in two by two uh i think when you get to into three by one there's different ways of attacking it and understanding why offenses are getting in that the nfl is such a three by one league whether it's bunch whether it's a true three by one whether it's a nub tied in with three receivers away from it all of it ends up being some sort of a three-by-one, and I think it's important to discuss this as we look into the season. That way you can start recognizing some coverages, uh, and hopefully you can be like, hey, I, I heard Cody talk about that on the Art of X show. Now I see it live on uh, Sunday or even a Saturday uh, for, for you during game day. So let's get into it. First off, standard types. Let's talk about country three. That's a pure zone drops. Uh, base for uh, fire zones. Uh, fire zones, remember, three under, three deep. So you're going to lose one guy. you got a five-man pressure, so you lose one hook player in coverage. Now you have a middle player, two seam players, and then you have uh, three deep, obviously. Country coverage is, if you hear country three or anything seemed as country, I mean, that's essentially what uh, the very first variation of cover three that you're ever going to be taught. It's going to be a spot drop. We're getting to a landmark. We're setting up around 10 to 12, and then I'm, I'm reading the quarterback, and I'm kind of, um, you know, moving to where the quarterback's eyes are. Now, the secondary, obviously, you've got three deep. Corners are going to bail to a third. You know, I like what, what I call chass deep, get your ass deep coverage uh, with, with the uh, safety in the middle of the field uh, to kind of close off the post. But it's basically we're pedaling back, right? Linebackers are dropping the spots, and then they're getting their eyes on the quarterback. So it is, again, the, the link in the chain for fire zones. But So you have to understand where everybody is in country three in order to run your fire zones. Then you have zone match three, which is a little bit tighter. I'm relating off of a guy as I'm dropping to my spot. If somebody comes into my zone, I'm either going to take him back or I'm going to keep carrying him. It's the match carry deliver. Uh, and I understanding where I'm capped, where I'm not capped, who's got deep third, who doesn't half field zone this is a one that you see more at the college level this is very popular at the college level you have a zone at side and a man at side now i discussed on this show earlier uh in an episode about how to create a match cover three that is really similar to the zone at man at side where you're going to have one side where essentially the corner and, and whoever's the the seam dropper are going to be man coverage whereas on the other side you're going to zone it now in man match cover three it's essentially going to at the end of everything once everything plays out it's going to essentially play out like cover one now you're still going to have cover three principles it's not cover it's not cover one this is kind of the same thing as like savings cover seven ends up being it, it's really just two man yes and no it functions like two man once everybody has kind of separated out all the receivers have kind of determined where they're going in in a zone it in a man it you can actually play match and then if the receivers get tight you can play zone or how if, if you get are getting a lot of fast three you can zone it there's different ways to do it uh and then 
obviously the D one side is going to be half field zone. The other side is going to be being managed. So these are all the different kind of variations that you have within the cover three world. Uh, now, these are very similar to what you see in the middle of the field open world you know you have country four you have regular cover two or tampa you have zone match schemes you have half field where hey we're playing quarters over here but then we're manning it on the other side you usually see that in blitzes and then you have man match quarter so you have these variations and everything it's just how things are going to be played out what are the pros and cons of cover three one of the pros floods the underneath zones. If you're getting a lot of crossing routes, if you're getting a lot of things underneath, cover three is a great way to do this. If you're only getting a, like one vertical route that's attacking the post, cover three is really great. If you're getting four verticals, probably not so great because everybody's in one-on-one. -on -one, so you better be able to match up. It closes the middle of the field, which is a primary target for the modern offense. and really has always been that way. You know, what's the easiest throw? It's the throw that's in front of the quarterback. As you go further down the field, passes get less efficient. But if I can keep the, the throw in front of the quarterback, it's always going to be a higher percentage as I'm going to throw it outside. And that's essentially what middle of the field uh, open does is, yes, it has – the post open but if you're teaching it in match technique you're kind of you're closing things off and you're capping vertical routes whereas middle of the middle of the field closed is you're you are closing that off permanently you can't get into the middle we're forcing those throws outside or in our one-on-one -on -one. so it does it's it, and here's the thing philosophically you have people that are, are look all I run is middle of the field close. I'm not, I'm never going to open up that post. I'm never going to do that. And then you have others that are like, Hey, look, I run middle of the field open, sprinkle in a little bit middle of the field close, or I teach Fox post technique to get a post control player at some point. It really is philosophically. And it really doesn't matter what you run because what I'm going to teach you today is about the different variations of cover three to kind of have answers. And these are the things that you're going to see middle of the field close teams do to then answer situations that they get in three by one like i said two by two is relatively easy that kind of plays it out really easy where where the rotation is you always rotate away from the passing strength a lot of the times so you don't want to overload it uh that's normally what you see um the other thing that is another pro is it loads the box versus spread to run schemes so you're going to get a six-man box versus a five-man line let's say we get four open it's two by two three by one you're going to have two you're going to have six defenders for uh, the five offensive linemen. Now, where offenses gain that advantage back is with the running quarterback because the quarterback player is in the middle of the field. So there, again, the offense is always going to have answers. Remember, defensive guys, wink, wink, nod, nod. We will always lose the chalk war. So that is that is the pros of cover three. What are the cons? Create Like I, I mentioned earlier, creates one-on-ones on the outside. Essentially, if I get two-by-two two or three-by-one open, I'm going to have one-on-ones everywhere. That's a give and a take, too, because, yes, you're forcing – vertical routes by everybody you're forcing the offense to basically take shots every down but if you don't have a a, a good coverage guy that person is going to be able to get a one-on-one -on -one and the offense can kind of manipulate that can your three up player run that's another con. We saw this in the national championship game a couple of years ago with Alabama and Ohio State. 
Ohio State had a linebacker taking the Heisman Trophy winner, who was the best receiver in, in America at the time, one of the fastest players in America at the time. And hey, you've got to carry him up through the uh, three through as the safeties are kind of pedaling off and the corners are, are backing up. You put that guy, you put your fastest player at number three and you say, OK, you have a linebacker that can't run with them. So we're just going to run him across the field. He's going to run open. It's kind of the same Tyreek Hill principle that the Chiefs have been using forever. They're going to find out what kind of cover three you're running, and then they're going to manipulate it, and they're going to find out where Tyreek Hill is going to get the number one matchup, and then they're going to move him around, and then they're going to beat your player because he's faster than everybody. So if your three-up player can't run, now you're in a little bit of trouble. You've got to find ways to cap. This is why at the high school level, I've always played middle of the field open. Now, I have I have played some cover three principles things, but that was when it was like a run heavy down. I need to load the box. We're going to slam some people in there. I know, I know they're not going to pass, and I can handle the one-on-ones and uh, the the other reason is I never had linebackers where I felt like hey we're really good coverage players we had to find ways to cap them and you always want to cap your worst coverage players and the easy way to do that is split field coverage now if you have a three-up player you got a Mike linebacker that can that can run a little bit well then you're okay um, and so what I'm going to show you today is how the defenses adjust to uh, kind of help those three up players and to get them in the right, uh, kind of get them in the right scenario and match them up. Because if you just run country cover three, or you just run a, just a typical match three, you can get into troubles with, with, uh, you know, your, these scenarios where they've got a really fast player and they move him around to get the one-on-one. Finally, quarterback players in the middle of the field versus QB run concepts. We saw this in the NFL opener. Uh, Rams are a high middle of the field closed team. When you start running the quarterback, you're forcing teams to get into too high. When you force teams to get into too high, now you've got a little bit more advantage in the run game. So it's kind of this give and a take. Now, the NFL, you don't want to run your quarterback all the time because you're paying them, you know, millions and millions of dollars. But when you got a guy like Josh Allen that is almost a thousand yard rusher, he was he was last year he had almost 900 yards rushing you know that can be a weapon for you they were in a great play where they had a q bash where they were running long trap a week they caught the rams in strong rotation they ran long trap week and the edge barely was able to heel tap josh allen otherwise it would josh allen might have scored so uh anytime you are going to be single high dominant you have to be aware of how that's going to affect you when they start running the quarterback uh, because you're you're going to be minus one uh, with that guy in the middle of the field. So you have the, how you play that middle of the field guy has to change a little bit different. Uh, and a lot of teams, their answer for that is they, they use a cheat technique, which I've talked about on here before, uh, where he's essentially just going to shuffle into the middle of the field. He's not going to pedal back and he's going to keep his eyes on the mesh. Once he sees any kind of run, then he's going to come down. That's what a lot of teams are doing on early downs to kind of keep that in there because he's deep enough they've leveraged him deep enough that he can then react if he needs to get into all right cover three versus by one formations that's what we're here to talk about today let's get into it it's all about leverage where are you going to leverage it right and, and it comes down to leverage of the three up player 
that is the most dangerous position because if if you don't have somebody that can run in that three up scenario, you're gonna be in trouble. Okay, where are the vertical routes coming from within them? When they get in three by one, where are they running vertical? Is it always to the X side? Or are they just you know throwing the 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 prototypical cat fade on the backside? Are they running vertical routes with two? Are they running vertical routes with three on these deep cross routes? All of these come into play. So if I'm a middle of the field close team, the first thing I'm gonna look at in three by one is where are the vertical routes coming from where are they putting their best player and then we need to make sure that we're capping that that person who is the most dangerous receiver i just mentioned it so are, is he number one outside is he two is he three where are they are they moving him around you know i always liked offenses that always had the receivers at at the same spot when you have them at the same spot you can plan accordingly you can always kind of you know you can either run one double and always double that guy knowing that hey we can we can handle everybody else hey we're gonna run three cloud and we're going to roll to that player side so that we can get the jam and we can get the double. We can always have a cap defender on top of them. There's different ways that you can do that. What's really important for offenses now is to start moving these guys around so that way they can get their matchup. It makes the defense have to change the way that they run their coverage. Are you dropping the safety in to be the three-up player, which I'll talk about here in a little bit? Are you rolling coverage to that guy? How are you going to change depending on whether he's one, two, or three to the trip side or if he's to the X and you're just kind of you're kind of trying to get the solo on there. The other question that I always ask in any three-by-one is can we handle the X? If we can handle the X, then we're going to be fine. Then I can push out all the coverage over to the, the trip side, and we'll be fine with that. If, if I can't handle them, how are we going to do this? Do I need to cut a defender? Do I need to cut the D end underneath? Uh, can we just play solo coverage? Can we just say, hey, look, man, hey, you're man to man, or do we need to have some sort of way that we're going to get the, you know, the cornerback to press them uh, or trail them and then have a cap defender on top of them? And then the final question is, can we handle the three up? Whoever they put at number three, can we handle him with the linebacker or the three-up defender, or do we have to change the way the coverage is, which is what this show is about. This is what the, the what we're talking about today is how defenses manipulate different ways to get that three-up player to change. The very first one that we're going to talk about is going to be weak rotation. The safety is going to be first to fourth, and the will is going to end up being the first, is going to be the three-up defender. So we're going to have three-by-one alignment. Okay, so visually, we're going to have three by one alignment. I've got I'm, I'm looking in the defensive perspective. I've got three receivers to my left. I've got one receiver to my right. The boundary safety, the safety to the single receiver side is going to become what's called a first to fourth defender. So you either take the first person to the flat or the fourth crosser coming over. Now, remember, an offense can only have five guys out. So you you just assume that the the the. X is going to be X dot. We're not going to worry about him. He's always going to be gone. So single receiver side, we're telling that corner, hey, look, you may have some help underneath. Our, our safety is going to be concentrating on first to the flat or the fourth defender. Now, this becomes really easy if the back is to the safety. If the back is to the safety, he either takes the back to the flat. If the, if the back stays in, he hinges open, and he takes the last cross or across, right? It's pretty easy, or he, or he helps uh, cut, cut the X, and you play a high-low game on the X. If the back is strong, so we've got a quad set. Now that safety knows that as he's sinking down, he's looking for some sort of slant RPO to the backside, kind of quick game, glance route, anything backside, assisting with the corner. And then he's going to hinge open and take any kind of cross and getting depth. So this is what we call skate. This is a saving term uh, of, of skate. Okay, The will now becomes the three-up player. 
So if you look at it, the way that it's run on the, the front side, right, is almost like a stubby or special or stump. Uh, you're going to have a corner over number one bailing to the he's going to what I call mod. He's going to man outside deep on number one, and he's going to try and get over the unit of one and two. You've got a nickel who's outside leverage of number two, and he's going to be reading number three. If three pushes, he can he can either go with it. If they're depending on how that how defenses want to play out the three push, uh, normally he's going to get some depth and he's going to take two vertical. If you're if you're playing like some three match rip Liz rules, right? Mike is going to be the strong hook player. He's essentially just going to sit in the hook and he's going to work through work through three and get depth. Free safety is going to work to the middle of the field. So. What happens if number three goes vertical and starts working back? That's when that wheel is going to then climb vertically and he's going to robot into three and end up taking number three. Where you can get in trouble in some of these is if they send three vertical straight through. Now, you have a free safety that's going to lean on the three receiver side. So if you just send him down the field and you see he sees him burning hot, you're still going to be able to have that free safety cat. I think that's the most important thing when talking about these cover threes is relate to the receivers as you're dropping. Don't necessarily run country three. If you run country three against a modern spread offense, you're going to get beat because they're going to find out where you're dropping the spots and then they're just going to run vertical routes away from those guys and into these open areas. What you want in here is you're going to drop that safety down weak. You're going to push the wheel forward. He's going to drop to the three up player. He's going to take any deep cross over the top. Mike's going to sit down on the front side for any kind of snag route, anything like that. And he's going to banjo any kind of push route or any kind of two, three exchange with the nickel. So that is three skate. Okay. And I started with that one because that's probably the most simple one. What all you're doing is you're dropping the boundary safety down and you're pushing everybody over one, one into the passing string. So you're flooding the passing string zone. Three cross is the opposite. That's kind of the answer of three skate. Now the safety is going to take the three up player and the will becomes the first to fourth. This is what you get when a lot of offenses start putting a fast receiver at number three or their best receiver at number three, and they just run him across the field. Because how do you beat cover three? You run deep crossers over the top of these intermediate players. Remember, you're flooding the intermediate zones. If I run a deep cross right over top of them, I'm going to find space and I'm going to hit it. Okay, so what do you get with this? You get the safety now dropping into the, the three up. All he's going to do is boom, hinge open to the three receiver side. He's going to collect anything that's going vertical and across the field. Doesn't change anything front side, except for now the wheel will take it. So if I have the back weak, the wheel now has the back man-to-man, -man essentially, if he goes out to the flat. And if the running back stays in, he's just going to hinge open and take any kind of low cross with the safety taking any kind of high cross. So again, understanding three up and then understanding first to fourth, when you see those terms, now you know what that means. Three up means I have three vertical, I have three up, right? First to fourth, I have first to the flat or have the fourth crosser as they come across the field. Whether that's low, intermediate, I have that guy. All right, three skinny. Uh, you see this in Rip Liz coverage a lot. And what this does is it's a lot like skate, except for what you're going to do now is the nickel is going to take 
Number two, essentially man-to-man if he goes vertical. If two goes up or out, he's got him. Okay, Mike is going to push through him and usually take, he's going to take number three back and then he's going to push all the way through to number two. So he's going to push through three, work to number two. Will is going to open up and start slinging over to number three. If three goes vertical, obviously he has him. The boundary safety is going to work into the first to four. So if you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, what's the difference between this and skate? It's how the nickel is playing. So essentially the free say the, the, the field corner is going to be playing uh, mod or is going to be playing mess. You can even lock him and he's going to play Meg. I wouldn't do that in number three because if he goes across, you've got you've got enough zone defenders. So some sort of a mess, some sort of a bail. Remember, mess means man except short, some sort of a bail concept. But he's going to essentially take number one man outside and deep. Your nickel is going to play rip Liz on two, meaning that he's going to take all of two up all of two out and Mike's going to push underneath number two and the wheel is going to then push to number three, taking three vertical. If he needs to, again, the free safety is working to close the post boundary safety is essentially running the same as skate, except for we're not pushing everybody over uh, in skate. We're doing that in skinny. So this is another concept that you will see a lot in the Saban vernacular that they don't necessarily explain. And this is the explanation for it. So again, what this does is it pushes everything over and you essentially are running your field corner and your nickel in their relation is kind of essentially playing man coverage on their guy. And then I'm, I'm pushing the zone. It's another way of creating a different form of box coverage over two and three, instead of a true cover three or a true quarters concept over that. All right. Three buzz is strong rotation. Anytime you hear buzz, that's usually going to mean, the safety is going to buzz down and that is going to create, uh, you know, a strong rotation. So now the boundary safety is going to close the post, right? The will is going to become first to fourth because your safety now is moving to close the post and the might becomes the three up player as the safety sinks down on top. Number two is a strong hook. Now the safety and the nickel are the ones, the free safety and the nickel or the field safety and the nickel are now the ones that are going to be working that two, three exchange and everybody else is going to be playing regular cover three. This is really good when you are on early downs and you want to get the, the mic into the box or you want that safety on top of number three because they're running a bunch of hitch routes or they're running that snag concept, uh, snag RPO out of three by one that a lot of people like. I like this too out of a too high because you are going to sink down. You're going to give the illusion of split field coverage and then your mic's going to rock back into the box safety is going to hammer down on number three. So you can actually manipulate that snag route. Now, the one thing that you can get into trouble here is because it's strong rotation, if the back is set weak and they run quarterback stretch or they run anything kind of weak, you need to be careful. One thing that I would recommend here is not setting the front towards the coverage because then you're going to be what's called double rotated. You are going to have the front strength to the passing stream, and you're also going to be spinning that way. You are going to be a man short if they decide to run any kind of quarterback run game to the weak side. So I've always liked to be able to set 
the front away from the trips, especially in a four down front, set that three in kind of a wide five to kind of build a wall. So that way you can rally everybody back into that if they want to attack weak. So if you are going to strong rotate, and you are going to do that, you're better to go off of an under front and understand that when I run, when I run three buzz, why am I running it? And how is it going to affect me in the run game? Last one, three sight, weak rotation, but it's a read coverage on the running back. So this is if we, if we meshed three skate and three cross together, but we made it a read between the wheel and the, the boundary safety. If the back goes to the flat now with speed, then we're going to match it with speed, which is the safety. If the back works vertical, meaning that he's going to block where he does the whole check release, that is going to become the wheels. That means that the wheel will have time to then react, right? If the running back goes vertical up and through the line of scrimmage or he blocks, then the wheel is going to take him and that safety is going to hinge open and take any sort of crosser. If the back goes flat right now with speed, the safety then is going to take them. And then now you're going to have the wheel linebacker hinge open for any kind of crosser. Now, the reason why this is, this is not a common one is because this is seen in the Fangio system a lot. And this is how they play with the running back weak. Now, if the back is strong, they're either running regular skate or they're running cross, just depending on what the game plan is. But if the back is weak, they can play what's called three sight and they can check the off the back. Now, normally offenses are going to do things to try and manipulate you. If they're, and the reason why you do this is so that you can get the correct three-up defender. Now, does this mean that the Fangio system always runs three-site weak? No, it all depends on what they're doing with that three-up defender. Uh, and, and really, if you've got your stud at number three, you don't want to run three-site and allow the defense to, I mean, the offense to manipulate you by pushing the back flat, knowing that, okay, now we can manipulate and we can get the wheel linebacker as the three-up player. So it really comes down to when do you need this? This is something that's very technical. You don't really see it at the college or the high school level, but you do see it at the NFL level. And I want you to, I, I really, the whole point of this, again, is educational so that we can look at it so that when you are watching film, of a Fangio system, you can actually see this as the linebacker and the safety communicate off of the running back. Both of their eyes are going to be on the running back. Running back goes flat, safety nails down, running back check, check releases, works through the middle or blocks. The wheel's going to sit there and take, take be the first to fourth. And then that safety is going to hinge open and start working into the middle of the field to close off any kind of three up or any kind of deep cross. So three side is really interesting to me. I think it's a really clever way of uh, getting the quarterback who normally is reading the boundary safety anyway. Uh, so what it allows you to do is play middle of the field close and allow that safety to really just kind of hang in there. The only way that you get a quick read off the boundary safety is if you send the running back flat right now the other part of this is normally when you send the running back flat you're getting some sort of a slant back inside so what that allows that will to do is essentially take that slant window away as it crosses the safety space who's also rubbing friction across that slant route so it really muddies the read on the back side for the quarterback if you send if you send the running back out to the flat really quickly so i really like this against teams that are trying to read your your boundary safety uh or they're trying to get a quick hitting slant route because because think oh okay well the safety is nailing down on this guy 
I'm just going to hold it just a little bit longer. Once he passes, I'm going to throw it. Well, you got a will linebacker that's reading the quarterback, and he should be right there in that vertical hook right there. So I like three sight. You don't see it a lot outside of the Fangio system, but hopefully this gives you kind of an idea of seeing it. On the front side, you're playing it just like you would. Nickel and Mike are playing the two-three exchange. Field safety is working to the middle of the field, and then you have your field corner playing his typical cover three. Let's wrap it up really quick. Must understand leverage and running back placement when you are trying any of these cover three variations. What routes are we seeing? Who do we need to cap? Who do we need to defend? Who's working across the field? Are we getting four verticals? If we're getting four verticals, probably want to stay in split field. Are they big uh, offensive, uh, you know, are they a big quarterback run team? If that's the case, probably want to shy away from middle of the field close or at least work weak rotation so that we can get a number down in the box to the weak side. Can your three-up player handle the vertical number three? If it's a linebacker and they put their stud at number three, probably want to find ways to get DBs over there, whether it be buzz because my field safety is my best cover guy and I'm just going to hammer down on him, uh, and, or you get your three-up defender uh, on the backside, which is a safety, and now he, now he can – take that as he runs across um, leverage is key. Where's the crossing coming from? Is it the number two receivers at number three receiver? Is it the X receiver running back across the formation and they're running verticals on the other side? These are all important things to understand as you are looking into these cover three weak rotation allows the defense to play a lot like quarters, which is why I think you're seeing more and more NFL teams, uh, more and more college teams running more of these weak, weak, these weak rotation. I put buzz in there because you are seeing that. That, um, as kind of a, a an answer to a lot of these uh, kind of why attached or I'm putting the tight end at number three, you're kind of getting that leverage down on top of that, uh, especially if it, it quad sets and they're running a lot of snag RPOs. Uh, three buzz is another great way to get an extra number in there and get that linebacker back inside. Just you have to be careful with the way that you set your front so that you're not double rotated into that. So again, I think you see more weak rotation because it matches with kind of these quarter philosophies, defending the spread, defending these cross actions. How are you, how are you going to be able to do that and leverage it? I like it from a too high shell as well, because you now have the leverage. Your safeties now are top down. They can see in front of them as they come down. So hopefully you get a little bit better understanding of these cover three schemes. Uh, and now you, since you've seen some terms, if you've done any kind of research at all, now you kind of have a better feel for it. Again, match quarters is all about making the complex simple, being an educational resource to learn things. And then you take those ideas and either use them as you're watching football or use it to implement in your own program. So thank you for joining me today. Again, follow me on Twitter at the underscore coach underscore a make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. All of this stuff. Again, I put things in, in long form uh, on match quarter Substack, So make sure you get to the Substack and subscribe there as well. Thank you again.